Hello, and welcome to another MLEX podcast. I'm Amy Miller, MLEX's Senior Privacy and Data Security Reporter in San Francisco, California. Privacy has become a global buzzword, and regulators around the globe are enacting sweeping new data protection laws that carry stiff penalties for violations. Those new rules and regulations could have a significant impact on tech companies' profits. So why now? Here to talk about what's happening around the globe is Mike Swift, MLEX's Chief Global Digital Correspondent here in San Francisco. Hi, Mike. Hey, Amy. And Rodrigo Russo, our correspondent in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Hi, Rodrigo. Hello, Amy. Hello, Mike. So let's start with California, Mike, uh, which is always a bit of an outlier in the U.S. Uh, The governor just signed a law that lets California residents opt out of uh, data collection, among many provisions. Um, What does the law do exactly, and and how are they able to get this passed? The last few months have really been kind of an unprecedented period in uh, data protection law around the world. And and one of the really um, big new laws which was passed was the... uh, California Consumer Privacy Act, um, which uh, went through the legislature in an incredibly fast uh, two-day period. Um, It was part of a deal that allowed the legislature to retain control over a data protection law by removing the voter initiative that was going to be voted on by uh, by voters in California. So um, it's definitely a, sw- a very important new law. It allows voters to opt out of having their uh, personal information sold to third parties. And it includes possibly pretty substantial penalties to companies that violate that law. Well, well there's been some wrangling, though, over the laws, and people have brought uh, to the attention of legislatures some concerns they have, in- including the uh, attorney general. What kind of concerns has the attorney general raised? What, what role is the attorney general supposed to play? Yeah, as we've recorded in a number of uh, stories, uh, this law was passed so quickly that there are a lot of sort of uh, unclear uh, elements to it. Um, There are a lot of technical corrections that need to be made. But uh, just today, we're doing a story talking about how uh, California's Attorney General Javier Becerra uh, is basically saying that uh, the the one year that he has to write regulations under the new law is not enough time and that he needs more time, he needs more resources. Otherwise, uh, this he's not going to be able to be an effective uh, enforcer of this law. So it's quite a warning that he uh, he uh, gave to the legislature. Well, well, Rodrigo, uh, what's going on in Brazil? Brazil also just passed a sweeping new privacy law. What does it require, and how's that going to affect tech companies in Brazil and maybe around the globe? Yes. Yeah, so about two weeks ago, the uh, Brazil's president Michel Temer signed this data protection bill which was voted unanimously by the Congress in July. And in making so, he approved a few things and left important things out of the bill for now. Uh, One of the major provisions of the bill was the creation of a data protection authority, which would be responsible for the oversight of companies. It would have the power to act on data breach cases and also to impose heavy financial sanctions which could go up to 12 million dollars approximately. So this is a very important movement but it also comes with a lot of uncertainties because one of the key elements of the law is not there. So uh, companies would have an 18 months time frame to adopt policies recommended by the bill 
and we would have 18 months until the proper enforcement of the data protection provisions, but we don't know which agency is going to do so. Did he veto the Data Protection Authority? Yes, he vetoed the Data Protection Authority, and in Brazil you could veto only certain provisions of the law. So he promised in his speech that he would create a Data Protection Authority because he said that under Brazil's constitution, the Congress wouldn't be entitled to create an agency that would be part of the executive branch of the government. So that decision would have to come by the presidential office. Well, do you think Brazil will ultimately get an independent data protection authority? Well, companies, the civil society organizations and individuals hope so, because that would be very important to make the system work effectively. But uh, at least for now, as Brazil is facing a presidential election in a couple of months, I'm not sure that the president Temer is going to sign such bill, but it's possible that the forthcoming president to take office in January is the one that will make this important decision. So it's really an uncertain moment for the data protection bill right now. Hmm. I'm guessing people are asking a lot of questions, a lot of uncertainty. Well, and things are happening in India, too, it sounds like. There was a recent decision by the Indian Supreme Court that found that uh, privacy is a fundamental human right and that uh, India is also considering new privacy rules and regulations. Can you tell us anything about that, Mike? Sure. Um, the interesting thing here is that, that if you look at the world's largest Internet markets, the five largest are all enacting in the process of enacting these new laws and India being, you know, the world's second largest Internet market now. So, um, right, what, what you said is correct. The, uh, the Indian Supreme Court last year um, ruled that uh, privacy is a fundamental human right. Uh, as a result of that decision, um, a government commission was at, uh, uh, impaneled that was headed by a former Supreme Court justice, and they have just recently uh, come out with a package of uh, proposals for a comprehensive data protection law in India. Um, and it, in many ways, it sounds very similar to the uh, GDPR in, in Europe and the, the new Brazilian law in that it would basically have very substantial penalties for violations. Uh, in the Indian case, it would be uh, 2% of uh, a company's worldwide revenues. So uh, that could be a pretty substantial number, obviously. So um, that package is going to go to the Indian parliament. Uh, the timing for that is not quite clear at this point, but it's something that uh, we'll be watching closely at MLEX in the future months. Well, all of this begs the question of uh, how do these new privacy laws compare to Europe's new privacy laws under the General Data Protection Regulation? Are, are they similar or markedly different? Yeah, I mean, one, one obvious similarity is uh, the financial uh, risk to companies. Um, all of these new laws uh, carry very uh, significant financial penalties for violations. Um, you know, in some cases they're capped, as Rodrigo said, uh, at at a certain number, the the Brazilian law is uh, about 12 million U.S. dollars. The the, year, the GDPR has a cap of, um, actually, it doesn't have a cap. It's it's uh, 20 million euros or uh, uh, 2% of global revenues, which whichever is higher. You know, one one similarity is is really the financial penalties. The other is that all of these laws have a very broad definition for what constitutes 
personal information. You know, it used to be personal information was just your name, maybe your email address, maybe a government identifier such as a social security number. But um, these new laws are, are uh, drawing a much broader definition, things like biometric information like fingerprints or voice prints or facial recognition scans. And uh, even the California law even refers to um, visual or olfactory identifiers. Mm. So yeah. I, you can I, smell, right? That, even that what you smell, right? <laughs> yeah. If somebody has a particular smell, apparently that could be covered by the California law, which I, I don't yes. know how that would that would work. <laughs> but but uh, it's very interesting. So so I think those are sort of two similarities. Well, what about the differences, uh, Rodrigo? Can you talk about some of the uh, differences? Sure, sure, I could. Uh, I just wanted to point out that at least for the Brazilian law, the GDPR was a heavy inspiration. And so you, you have to really look for the differences because most of the bill is very similar to the GDPR. But one thing that we could point out is that the, the Europe data bill has a very developed right to be forgotten, while the Brazilian and the Californian laws don't have such provisions. And in reality, we have many judicial disputes about the right to be forgotten currently playing out in Brazilian courts. You have big cases at the Superior Court of Justice, which is our second highest court. And we don't have any uh, definition on what's the future of the right to be forgotten in the country for now. Uh, another thing talking about the Californian bill is that it allows the consumers to opt out of having their data sold to third parties, which is a right that doesn't exist in the GDPR, for example. So I guess this all brings us to the final question of why is all of this happening now? Is this all a result of, of Facebook's Cambridge Analytica scandal, or is there something more going on? Well, it's kind of all speculation, but I could sort of take a whack at that if you want. Um, you can point to sort of specific things happening, right? Like in India, uh, this court decision that found that privacy is a fundamental human right. But I kind of think it's it's maybe broader than that. I I, I uh, was really struck when I was interviewing the founders of the uh, the, ba- the main backers of the California law. Um, this guy Rick Arney, who's a, a former uh, financial advisor. And he was explaining to me how um, he would ride BART, uh, Bay Area Rapid Transit trains every day between Oakland and San Francisco Airport, handing out petition signatures. And he was saying just how hungry people were to sign this petition as soon as they heard what it was about. It was just remarkable to him how much people feel like they kind of feel like things are out of control and they want to have a say in, in how their, their data is used. And... I don't know. I, I kind of think that, you know, that sort of feeling by individual people is kind of what's really at the root of all these new laws that, you know, it's there. These are all politicians who are acting or, or and judges in some cases. But but I kind of think they're really responding to what the people want here. That's that's the just just the way I feel about it. Yeah, I think you're right. What about you, Rodrigo? Do you have any thoughts? Does that sound like what's happening in Brazil or is that your impression as well? Yeah, I think that some movements are really important and I think that Brazil looks a lot to what happens abroad. So I think that the GDPR ha- has played a very important role because once it went into effect in May, 
you had a very strong movement of the lawmakers here talking, wow, now this is serious, we need to do something because, you know, GDPR is now into force. So what is going to happen in Brazil where we have, we have been discussing the data protection bills for at least six or seven years without much of a consensus. So I'd point out to the GDPR as the main point, but I'd also like to point out to one internal movement, which was uh, uh, the discussion of another bill, this one on the credit scores of individuals, which is a very controversial topic. Uh, Brazilian lawmakers approved this positive score system by the end of last year in the Senate. So it came to the attention of a series of other agents. Okay, you have this system where our ratings will be given to the banks, but are we really protecting our data? What, what will happen to individuals and what will happen to other uh, businesses? So this is something that led to a further understanding that the country had to have a data protection bill. Well, thank you so much for uh, for walking us through all of these changes. Um, again, that's Mike Swift, MLEX's Chief Global Digital Risk Correspondent here in San Francisco, and Rodrigo Russo in Sao Paulo. Make sure to come back often for future MLEX podcasts from Europe, Asia, and the Americas on regulatory and litigation issues around antitrust, trade, privacy, data security, and corruption. You can access our podcast from our website or subscribe through the SoundCloud app for iPhone or Android devices. I'm Amy Miller, MLEX's Senior Privacy and Data Risk Correspondent. Bye for now from San Francisco. Mm-hmm.